struggles, innovation, going all in, not holding back, mindset, being a leader, paving their own way, putting the real in real estate, listing legacies, selling luxury. You have the vault. Unlocking conversations in real estate today. We are live with the vault. I'm your host, Jessica Hastings Lesbrots, and let me introduce my co-host, Alexa Miller. Super excited today. Alexa, who do we have on the show today? Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Today, I'm very excited to introduce Laura Inward. Laura has been involved in real estate for over 20 years and is the leader of BIG, which is the Barrett Inward Group. Thanks for coming on today, Laura. Let's start with you telling us more about yourself. Well, first of all, thanks so much for having me. Excited to chat with you both today and tell you a little bit about us and, and what we're doing in real estate. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit about me. Um, I, I So much to tell, so many years lived, um, but um, I am the leader, as you said, of the Barrett Inward Group, which is a real estate team here in Toronto. Uh, I've been involved in real estate since 1999, initially um, supporting my husband, who is the Barrett of Barrett Inward Group. Uh, he started into real estate after a long uh, professional volleyball career. I, at the time, was playing, uh, prof- or I, at the time, was working uh, in the corporate world, running marketing for a very large billion-dollar business, and used to support him in the evenings. So I would work all day in my corporate job, and then in the evenings, I would help him on a marketing front. Then, in about um, twelve years ago. We, uh, I got packaged out for my corporate job and thought, what the heck am I going to do now? And decided that I would transition from sort of being some background support for him to getting my real estate license. So uh, it was a little bit of a, a difficult time when, um, when I got packaged out, which anyone who's ever been through that um, can attest to. But um, it turned out being the very best thing that ever happened because I felt like when I stepped into real estate, I had really stepped into something that everything in my life up until that point had prepared me uh, for. So I really feel like I landed in a spot that um, was meant for me. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. I love I love how you say, you know, it was really a hardship. And then I'm so glad it happened to me. Yeah. Turn it into a positive. Mm-hmm. I'm sure yeah, we and- like experiences the same. I find that's been the case so much in my life, right? Where um, things happen and you think to yourself, um, how am I going to get through this? Or, you know, what is, what is this all about? And then, you know, you can be crushed by the experience that shows up or you can look at it and you can say, what do I have to learn from this and how can this take me to where I want to go next? Um, And I find that's, that's really been a theme, frankly, throughout my life. Um, when I was 15, I um, basically lived on my own, you know, sort of unsettled family uh, situation and was sort of forced on my own at 15. And you think at 15 years old to be living on your own and 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 caring, um, caring for yourself and going to school and all that kind of stuff. Um, it actually provided me with the foundation of, of resilience and hard work that I think has really helped me throughout my life. So I've tried to take that approach with things like when stuff shows up and it's it's difficult instead of looking at the difficulty, looking at it from a, a place of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Wow, I love that. It's so important because real estate, like 
we all know how hard real estate is. Mm-hmm. It is not rainbow and sunshine, right? Like that's the reason why sometimes we do these podcasts is to show the real authentic is the lifestyle behind real estate and mm-hmm. how you're explaining that, you know, going through what you did when you were 15, giving you the foundation for how hard real estate is and, and all your transitions. I have thousands of questions, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I love that. I like how you word that. Well, and I think, you know, even as like, I'm a parent, I have, I have two uh, teenage boys, one who's just ventured off to university in the last few weeks and the other who's still in high school. And, and I, I think as a parent, it's really natural for us to try to protect our children from difficulties or hardship. And um, I think that's actually, we're not serving them when we do that. I, I really believe that the child that has resiliency, the child who has struggled, the t- child who's been cut from a sports team, um, those are the kids that in the end are going to succeed. Um, so I actually have a, a sporting background. I, I I played volleyball in university and then I um, went on and had the good fortune to play for Canada on the beach uh, in a number of matches um, and have had the opportunity to coach young athletes uh, who are sort of stepping onto the international scene. And what I see is that the athletes that have struggled, the athletes who have been cut through their through their life. Um, those are the athletes that somehow find something inside themselves to really pursue at an, at another level when things get tough, right? So the athletes who, who haven't had the struggles, they're much more likely to sort of not give that extra bit when things get tough. They want things to just work out for them. Whereas the, the the athletes who have had to face adversity really show up in a way um, that enables them to succeed uh, when ta- when things like international sport um, is there in front of them. And I and I think in any success in in whether it's sport or whether it's it's real estate, I think the same thing is true. I think if you've if you've struggled when when difficult times show up you have more to draw on. I hundred percent agree. I actually think there's a definition for what you're talking about. I remember reading it in one of my books is about when people, you know, come and face adversity that something in their brain shifts and some of them, that's where they get their drive, this newfound passion, this new sense of being or purpose. And Interesting. You're describing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. And we talk about that a lot a lot on this podcast when a new person joins real estate we see so many people that quit within six months mm-hmm. and they don't give it they don't even give it a year and they just mm-hmm. give up it's too hard and you know um it's like with anything you have to give it time and you have to face the challenges yeah there's going hard. to be some all three of us on here right now i'm sure have plenty of stories we can share yeah and what is it everyone's always like you can't even make this up because <laughs> So true. <laughs> yeah. Can we jump into, um, you know, what have you learned that from your volleyball career to real estate? Is there anything you can connect the two? Oh, my goodness. Um, so much. I, I feel like both as an athlete and then as a coach, um, both of those experiences have taught me a ton about not only dealing with people, um, 
you know, with our clients, uh, but also with our team, right? So I have a, a team of, of agents and, and operations people that work with us. And, and so the opportunity to have, you know, coached through sport and, and helped other people um, identify what are the blocks that are holding them back. Um, it really helps from a real estate standpoint. So a lot of times, so just to give you an example, a lot of times when you're working with a seller, you're working with a buyer, and there's things that are in the way of them doing what they need to do in order to succeed in either the sale or the purchase, right? There's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of history that that shows up for people. Um, I remember somebody once talking to me about how um, Maslow's hierarchy, I don't know if that's something you're familiar with, but the the sort of base of Maslow's hierarchy is shelter, right? It's all the core needs that we have as as humans. And when we sell real estate, we are um, really uprooting that base thing, that shelter. And so all these emotions, all this stuff shows up for, for people when they're buying and selling. And what I have found is that through sport, you work through a lot of those same kind of emotions, a lot of those challenges as a coach, you help your athletes get through, um, get through difficult things. And so when you're selling real estate, it also shows up for people like all their their challenges, all their struggles will show up. And it looks like it's about buying a house or selling a house, when really it's about you know, all these other emotions. And so I find that the experience that I've had through through sport has helped with that. Um, we could probably talk for an hour about just this. Um, because I think, you know, I, I love sport, I, I really think it marries, um, you know, reflects life in, in, I used to say, in like, it's a microcosm of society sport, that it, it, you know, the ability to work with others, um, the ability, you know, you've got a teammate that maybe wouldn't be somebody that you um, would necessarily choose to hang out with, but they're a great player and they're on your team. You have to somehow figure out a way to work with them. In real estate, maybe you have an agent on the other side of the of the negotiation that isn't somebody that you necessarily would want to work with, but it's in the best interest of your client for you to do that. So being able to navigate that relationship um, you know, really is akin to having a teammate that, you know, maybe wouldn't be your best friend if you weren't on the same team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could, you know, sort of reflect on lots of different uh, things related to sport and, and related to real estate, certainly, certainly hard work. Um, if you want to achieve in sport, you have to be willing to do what everybody else is doing, plus a little bit more. And if you want to achieve in real estate, I would say the same thing is true. Um, that those that are doing what everybody else is doing are going to get a very small piece of the pie. Those who are willing to do the extra um, are going to be able to uh, achieve that much more. Yeah. I like how you put that. It's very accurate because we're always taught we're doing what everyone else is doing. We're going to get the same results. That's right. So I think it, you know, I used to keep a, an expression uh, on my computer in front of me every day when I would I would come to work that said, you know, I'm willing to do what others won't do um, so that I can have what others uh, only dream of having. And I think that that resonates with me t- today, frankly, as much as it did when I first started.
I love that. Yeah. So if anyone's yeah. listening, use that because if you're trying to, you know, get those units in and even if it's a top producer and any goals, the right goal, there's no mm-hmm. right or wrong. But having that mantra and having it in front of you is also important. The mind reads that. So it's really needed. Can we jump into when your husband started and you're working for him evenings and weekends? So was he, did he have a team at that point? Or can you talk about, was he an independent agent or he just started a team or how did that come about? Yeah, so he retired from playing professional sport. He had um, played in Italy for for 15, 20 years before um, transitioning into real estate. And he was really great with people and really understood real estate, but he was a single agent working on his own. And I was coming at it from a totally different perspective because I had, you know, a history of business and a history of marketing. And so um, I would support him, you know, writing, writing listing descriptions and doing advertising and, you know, a lot of the sort of marketing into farm areas, that type of thing. But he was an independent agent working on his own. So he was doing, you know, everything uh, himself in terms of, um, uh, you know, the entire beginning to end of both buying and selling. And I was supporting him in the evenings. Awesome. And then did he get agents who were approaching him to be on his team? Or were you recruiting? Uh, We were not at that time. um, we were, uh, just him working on his own. It wasn't until I got packaged out and then sort of transitioned into taking over the team, um, that we began to look at things in a different way. I love it. I love how something changes and it opens mm-hmm. doors. So how many do you have in your team now? Um, so right now we have three people on the operations side and then we have, um, five active agents. A couple of our agents are, are part-time agents. And um, we really, we've had the good fortune to recruit a lot of athletes to join us. Um, so we have um, two former national team beach volleyball players on our team. We have one current national team athlete on our team. He is um, uh, competing internationally. He has his real estate license and he works for us just part-time when he's not competing. Um, we have a former national team swimmer um, and a very active uh, marathoner. Um, so we tend to attract, I think because we are athletes, we tend to attract athletes to our team or at least people with a with an athlete mindset. I love it. Do you like get together and have sports nights? Yeah. <laughs> games nights that for sure so I'm I'm you know it's been a long time since I've played competitive sports so my physical body is not so good at the actual competing part anymore but the competitive mindset is still there love it and it is mindset right like I love how you're describing the similarities through you know your volleyball to real estate Mm -hmm. because it is all mindset you know I love it very much so it's the foundation of everything I mean if you if you start your day, and I think we've all experienced it, where you start your day with, you know, a really uh, positive outlook and what the day ends up looking like, or if you start the day and and you're sort of not feeling great when you get out of bed, it can reflect, you know, you can feel that, experience that throughout the whole day. Yeah, 100%. Can we jump into your marketing for from leaving your corporate world? What were you able to bring with it? with you into your husband's business to set you apart from other companies 
Like, what would you say your top marketing tip would be or your biggest marketing success is that you were able to bring from that uh, business over? Yeah, so I think it's a few things, frankly. Um, and I think it's changed. I think it's changed a lot since, um, you know, I first started supporting him to what we're doing now as a business from a marketing standpoint. I think some of the fundamentals are the same, but I think the the strategies and how you undertake your marketing um, might be a little different. So um, certainly the reliance on on social media to get a message out um, wasn't there for us 20 years ago, uh, the way it is now. Um, and we have definitely relied upon that. We, we leverage that a lot in our in our business today uh, is positioning ourselves strongly on social media. I think I think one of the things that I would recommend to newer agents starting out is figure out who you want to be. Um, who do you want to be? Who are you? What are your strengths as a organization, as a, you know, even as an individual agent, if you're one agent out there on your own, um, which, you know, I think in today's market is a very difficult thing to be, frankly. Um, but figure out who you are and, and figure out who you want to attract. So if you, every individual has their own core strengths, the things that they're really good at, the experiences they've had in their life. And then who is it that you're looking to have as a client? Look back on the clients that you've had. And if you're brand new to the business, you don't have any clients. Look at the kind of people that you like to be with. And then create a create an image of that potential client. So is it somebody who is a first-time homebuyer? Is it, you know, are you coming at this career later on in your life and you have a lot of friends who are thinking about downsizing? Where are you at in life and, and who are the type of people that you are likely to connect with? And then create that person. Where do they live? What do they like? What do they dislike? What are they going to be attracted to? And then create your marketing that wraps around that. Because when we try to be something to everybody, we end up being nothing to anyone. So I think it's really important to know who you are and know who your target market is. Yeah, 100%. I think in one of one of our trainings, it was talking about creating your perfect avatar. So exactly yeah. what Laura just said, and then creating that person, and then that's who we will attract. That's awesome. Yeah. Right on. Um, so what would you say when you had your husband's team start and you shifted from your corporate world to helping him and then you got your real estate license, what would be some of the successes in around that transition in now? Yeah, so I think when I took over the business about 12, 13 years ago, um, you know, I sort of approached it a lot differently than I than you know, he had approached things. And I think I really wanted to create a business. I didn't want to just be a realtor who, um, you know, was out independently selling houses on my own. I think there's a lot of challenges with that. Um, we've mapped the selling process, for example, and there's 220 tasks from beginning to end when you're going to sell a house, if you're, you know, doing it at a certain level for a client. And I think as an independent agent, um, I think that your skill set is usually in the area of either sales or operations. And I think it's very difficult for those that are successful on the sales in the sales arena 
to really be strong on the operation side as well. I think as humans, there's it's a rare being who is good at both of those things. So I, I think one of the keys to success for us is that I really looked at the business as a whole and said, what am I good at? And where can I uh, build support so that I can continue to be successful in the things that I'm good at and I can have somebody alongside me or others alongside me who are really good at all those other aspects. And then as we've grown the team, what we look for um, from a sales standpoint is people who are really good at selling or maybe aren't really good at selling yet, but have all the characteristics of what will enable them to succeed in selling. And if they only had the right mentorship, the right support, the right coaching, if they had somebody else to look after all of the operational tasks, the paperwork, the detailed stuff, like if somebody could just do all that stuff and they could focus on their core strengths, then they would really succeed. And, and so, you know, we, we've, we've created a business that enables that to happen. So as a business owner, you know, as a realtor, you have every, you're wearing every hat, right? You're the salesperson, you're the operations person. If you've got somebody working for you, you're the HR person, you're the training organization, you're, you're everything, you're doing your taxes, and it, 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 it can be overwhelming. Um, so I think um, one of the, you know, biggest things we did in order to really create success for ourselves as a business is we actually created a business as opposed to being an individual of their selling real estate. And there's such a difference to both. And you're right. When you have your high D personalities on that disc personality profile, that those are most often your sellers. And the thing they hate the most, which my husband can attest to, is paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. Right? Often actually when we know that and when we're when we're interviewing people, we know they'll be a good realtor because they don't like their paperwork. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's a great question, right? <laughs> Which aspect of selling do you love the most? And if it's the paperwork, uh, you wonder, right? Yeah, yeah. you do. It's you your red flag. <laughs> so in regards to your team, um, can you talk about your, so you've got five agents and then you said three on operations. So can you just um, explain what type of operations everyone's doing? Yeah, for sure. So we have... Um, um, Julie, who's our operations leader. So she runs everything on the operational side. She's um, extremely talented in terms of um, overseeing the whole business and what do we need to be doing as a business. Um, then we have Jay who handles all of the sort of day-to-day -day paperwork aspect. So all of the, um, all of that backhand work that needs to be done. And then we recently hired uh, Amanda, who is uh, handles all of our design and staging. Um, so really supporting our listings at a high level. Wow, love that. Okay, so basically office manager slash maybe assistant, and then you've got an admin and then design and staging. Wow. Yeah. I love and that. always looking to hire more talented people. Mm -hmm. Leverage it all out. That's right. What are your goals for the team? The future goals? Are you looking to grow the team? Um, what What are your future yeah? So we're definitely looking to grow the team. Um, we're you know actively hiring uh, great agents right now. Um, I'm actually looking potentially for one more person on the operations side um, just to support us 
uh, both, you know, sort of transaction and management. Um, and for me, really, you know, I think as I sort of look forward to the future and and what, what am I doing this all for? Like you kind of get to a point of uh, in business where, you know, you've achieved a certain level of success and you're sort of looking at things and you're saying to yourself, well, where do I go from here? What's next? How do I, how do I, how, you know, coming from an athletic background, we're always um, looking at, you know, what are our next goals? What do we want to win next? I think in business, it's been an interesting time for me because I, you know, I sort of had, had achieved a, a pretty high level of monetary success. And I kind of went into quite honestly, a little bit of a, a slump because I thought, okay, I'm, I've got this, I've achieved this, you know, I've done better than I, you know, had dreamed at one point in my life. Where do I go from here? Like, is it just about more? And I really don't think that it is. I think what I've come to realize is about, it's about two different things. One, it's about continuing to have fun with what we're doing. I think sometimes we all take ourselves maybe a little bit too seriously. Um, it's about having fun ourselves it's about having fun with our with our team it's about having fun with our clients um and i've so i've you know sort of honed a new a new perspective on that 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 you know you can have all the goals in the world but you need to be having fun in the process because we really only get one chance at this thing called life so i've really taken that to be a goal of mine is that i want to enjoy every day every moment every interaction and i want to figure out a way to, to add to people's lives around me. So as I look at kind of what are the goals of the team, sure, it's to continue to grow the business. And I can show you spreadsheets that show where we want to go from a financial standpoint. But I think more important than that, it's about what do we want to get out of life? Like, where are we looking to grow as people as an organization? And I think for me, what that comes down to is how do I contribute to others? How do I create a legacy that my kids would be proud of? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No. I got a little emotional there because it's really meaningful to me that I, I find a way to contribute to others and to the world in a way that is long lasting. And I think, yeah, that's, that's the goals for the team. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Too. And you know, it's, it's funny. Cool. Every time I coach with our coach, she always asks me, are you having fun? <laughs> awesome. Sure to have fun. Cause it does get serious. It does get hard. You have mm -hmm. to manage a lot. You're having a thousand hats on you're leading a team. You're the therapist, the psychologist, you're like the designer. <laughs> You totally. are to everybody some days mm -hmm. and sometimes not to mention you're managing somebody's largest asset usually. Right. Yeah. So a hundred percent get what you're saying. And I agree. You got to continue to have fun. Uh -huh. Yeah. I think it's important. Like it's important to highlight that your goal is um, bigger than just, I want to be a millionaire real estate agent or whatever. Um, a lot of people, when you ask their goals, that's that's what they go to first is more of a monetary goal. Um, so I think it's, yeah, I think that's yeah, great. I agree. And then once you break it down, they realize more of a core value. 
it's yeah. more of a purpose or um, like, like why are you getting out of bed every day to sell real estate because we all know it's not sunshine no. and roses all, all the time it's the vehicle to get to yeah. a goal right because uh, you know a mentor of mine early on in real estate said to me you'll get to a point where you'll say to yourself so what if I sell more houses then I'm going to be happy if I sell five more how many more two more five more ten more like what's the number because it's really not about that. It's you realize once you, you know, it took me achieving my financial goals to realize it, that, Hey, wait a minute, this is kind of empty. Um, that it really has to be about something more than that. Um, in order for it to have real meaning and purpose. I agree. Cause even with your volleyball, like, yeah, you reach the number one, you get gold and then what? Exactly. It, it's funny you mention that because I always say when you win, you celebrate that night and then you forget about it. You don't really ever think about it again, honestly. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, I won that, whatever it was. Yeah. When you lose, when you don't achieve the goal, you, you, you go back and you think about what could I have done differently? Oh, so if I only had done that, if I had done this, if I had done that, um, that you know, but when you win, you, you sort of celebrate for a moment and then, and then you forget. So the winning has to become about something else other than just the winning, because the winning in and of itself is actually, it's great, but it's, it's very short lived. It is. Right. And it's more like we're winning and we're loving and crying when we get that medal of a goal because of the hardships we experience through it. Yeah. Yeah. Really is. And the growth from the hardships is really is. where the gold is. That is it. That's it right there. Absolutely. So any realtors out there, you know, you know, it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. I'm just Very not going to go easy on you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay if it's hard because it's in the hard where the, where the, the opportunity really lies. It is. And it is opportunity. Like I love what we do. I can tell all three of us do here. Yeah, for right. sure. You know, when you meet someone and you think, oh, they need to be a realtor. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, that's amazing. So thank you for sharing that. That was a very nice um, piece there you share with your kids and stuff, because I can relate to that as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, your why does change as you shift through business and kids. And then you start to realize we're achieving all these things, which is great. But I want to teach my kids stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's important to share with the audience that your why changes throughout your career, whatever career that is. Mm-hmm. Like my why has changed since I started five years ago. Yeah. Um, I now have a baby on the way and my why is going to change significantly next year. So congratulations. That's Thank awesome. You. Thank you. So yeah, your goals will always ever be changing. So for sure. Um, Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and joining us today, Laura. Where can our listeners find you? So you can find us on uh, Instagram at the Barrett Inward Group. Um, you can find us on Facebook under the same uh, tag, Barrett Inward Group. You can email me. Um, you can call me. Do you want me to share those as well? We'll uh, share all your info on the episode. Oh, okay. Amazing. Online. Okay. That's perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. Yes, we loved it. Thank you so much. Okay.